Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. That's right. What's up, motherfuckers? This is it. We're in here. It's spoopy season. It's the end of spoopy season. It's Halloween. Today's Halloween. And I just realized that I fucking forgot that Doctor Who happened today. Um, now I have to ignore the internet and avoid things until after dinner. Um, but hey, anyway, I'm here sweating my ass off in a otter onesie. I'm about to take the, the head off. That sounds horrible. I have a, and I still have my cat one, my lucky cat that I wore at last year's MAGFest. Not last year. Two years. No, yeah, last year. Last year? Mm. Yes, last year's MAGFest. Because it is still currently 2021. I will be wearing this and probably taking the cat one as well to MAGFest 2022. Time is an illusion, man. where, Where you will see at least one of us. I don't know, Nate, did you get your ticket to MAGFest? I have not bought a ticket yet. I'm trying to see if I have space in a room yet. Oh, okay. So you'll at least one of the team will be there. I'm trying to convince... It's, it's an... coming up so soon, like I don't even have time to prepare. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm i trying to convince somebody else, one or the other. I'm, Leslie, Kimono, Jones. Uh, I'm trying to get her, convince her to come for at least a day. Uh, but anyway, it's Halloween. And because of it being Halloween, I'm, I'm going to jump right into some shit. Um, Kim and I talked. We I talked about the fact that we've watched all of the the Netflix the Haunting series, which I I include Midnight Mass. Um, because of that, we have now watched. We're on the final season of I Zombie, which if you have not watched I Zombie, it is fantastic. I watched um, the chunk of I Zombie. It was a long time ago. Uh, what I didn't realize, or maybe I just forgotten, I Zombie is created by the same guy that created Veronica Mars. Hmm. Which another show that I loved, I remember loving. Never finished it, but I'm like, I, I'm trying to convince Kim maybe check out. Maybe we watch Veronica Mars next. Um, yeah. After Doctor Who now, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, on top of that, we have two nights. I keep wanting to say two nights in a row. It was Thursday night and then yesterday night. Um, we have seen. Technically horror movies, not super scary horror movies. Um, <laughs> Thursday night we went to see Edgar Wright's newest film, uh, Last Night in Soho, which fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, it's just it's a nice level of spoopy. Um, it's not super horror-y. Uh There's a couple of like maybe not really. They're not really jump scares. It's you can kind of see them happening, but it's like a, the slow scare kind of thing. Um, well, the the trailer that I saw in front of Venom 2, I mean, it's it's like a sort of time travel-esque murder mystery thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, you're the main character. The, the only spoilery thing I'm going to say right now. Uh, the main character um, basically sees dead people. Sorry, I keep hitting things, trying to set something up. Um, I got a new phone. Mm. super out of nowhere um the pixel 6 came out so i'm like fuck it yes i need it because the 4 i hate the 4 i hate the 4 4 xl got the regular version because it's the same size um fantastic yeah yeah uh main character sees dead people it's a thing Mm -hmm. um turns out that it's a thing that her mother did as well uh and that's as spoilery as it will get because i don't want to spoil anything else um I will say, no, Sophie, no, why, why right now? You've been so good. <laughs> yeah, you want to come up here? Because you're busy. You usually are pretty good about this. I think she's trying to find chicken. I had chicken earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, uh, Edgar Wright, I love his movies. Um, visually, they are always some of my favorite things um just the way he shoots things the way everything i don't know there's no bad things to me like even his worst movies are still great <laughs> to some extent um i just like Kurt, his movies because he does the way he makes movies so different from the way everyone else makes his movies he just has fun doing it and his use of color and music especially are what i think draw people to his films in the first place yeah even th- this is another movie where uh, music is used very well. Um, 
the the main character lo- has an obsession with the mu- music of the si- the 60s which is i think 60s yeah 60s yes. uh, which is where her flashbacks and stuff and seeing of the past are occurring um but she uh oh the from something i think kim was reading something about it or maybe somebody on the radio was talking about it, i can't remember now um supposedly the last night in soho is a song name and like quentin tarantino mentioned something too uh that you're right about how that's like the perfect t- song title for a uh, or perfect song for a movie or whatever or movie song title for a movie or something i can't fucking remember all i know is that i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> because i mean he's there have been talks about like baby driver baby driver he planned the soundtrack the movie around that soundtrack and people were <laughs> like you can't do that that's not how it works and he's like nah it works um, and if you look at baby driver it fucking worked um and the same thing with this i think for the most part everything he tries to do hits well uh, on the other side of things, um, last night, another movie that I was very excited to go see, um, Antlers, which is a, if you've seen the trailer, if you look at anything for the movie, even without seeing it, you're like, oh, okay, Wendigo. It's about Wendigo. Um, visually, the character, the creature design for that movie fantastic some of the things some of the shots the 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 transformation kind of stuff i fucking loved but that's about all i can say good about that movie um Hmm. you basically had a the lore in the creature for that the lore for that creature and that that creature design fleshed not even fleshed out but existing and then didn't really put a movie around it there was not enough story there was not it's it's an hour and 40 minutes um, in like when I think hour and 40 minutes I think of like some really good shit because fuck that's speaking of Totoro because we mentioned it earlier I think Totoro is about an hour and a half long <laughs> um, yeah like I guess I don't know there just isn't enough to it and they don't handle what they have well um, yes they had supposedly somebody come in from uh, I think it was called First Nations um, to mm-hmm. like make sure that it wasn't weirdly culture appropriation or whatever. And I'm like, mm, you're st- Kim and I talked about it. Still a white dude making it was a bunch of white people making a movie uh, about a native um, mm-hmm. folklore and stuff um, <laughs> with with one uh, Native American character in the entire movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he, it's I can never remember his name, the actor's name, but he's he's usually that go to that go go to token uh, character it's, too. This reminds me of Voltron all over again now. Of Ultron? Voltron. Voltron. What's wrong with Voltron? Voltron Legend, no, Voltron Legendary Defender, the Netflix series. So, like, of course, everyone's watched already, so they know that Shiro is canonically gay. Yeah. Like. But the thing is, is the way they handled that was so poor because, one, before season, I think it was seven, where they had that reveal made, they just hyped it up through all their marketing, through social media. And then the actual, like, scene in season seven where it shows these flashbacks and him with his husband at the time, it's like, if you didn't know he was gay, you wouldn't have known unless they told you he was by watching that scene. (laughs) That's really disappointing. Well, and that's, I, I'm wondering if that kind of fell into, because that was made around the same time, uh, in the same era of, um, oh, what was that? Uh, Gravity Falls still being on TV. And uh, Alex Hirsch has been very open about the fact that Disney 100% said, no, no LGBTQ characters are allowed. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's actually, he there's a, he made a comment on one episode, the, the like love potion episode. Um, mm-hmm. where he purposely puts, they purposely put Mabel in a rainbow sweater in that episode. Um, hmm. but yeah, he, he was basically told, no, Disney was very much, no, no. And I have a feeling Netflix for the most part back then was still very like, Hey, you can do it, but you can't be like super openly. Look at how, look at this guy. Um, mm-hmm. until, and then same thing you had 
Owl House be able to have Disney Channel show having a full open um, bisexual character and in, in, that I was gonna say at this point lesbian character uh, and non-binary character they straight up have a non-binary character um, that they refer mm-hmm. to as they them throughout the entire series so far um, mm-hmm. except for shows that talk about it there was literally uh, <laughs> I think it was Channel Frederator was like here's a hundred facts about Owl House and one of the facts was <laughs> this character is the first non- non-binary character and then the next fact was he was voiced by <laughs> it's like, oh no <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> god damn uh, but yeah same thing with Owl House I was going to say Gravity Falls the Owl House same thing with Voltron 2 because I think it was some of the same team um, worked on uh why can't I remember it? It's the name of it right now? She-Ra. Mm. She-Ra and straight up. I mean, there's a lesbian couple to begin with, and with um, Natasha and Spinnerella, I think are the the characters' names. Uh, mm. But in the end, you have um, Adora with Catra. Yeah. I mean, spoilers it's if you Go haven't on. watched that, and that's like four years old at this point. Yes. Two years old. It's a tangent, but I had to bring up the fact that. It seems like representation was handled not well in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Sorry, I forgot where we came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of that. Um, that and speaking of that, I will because we talked about the token. God damn it, lady, get off the table. She's about to jump, so it's gonna. Um, speaking of token characters, uh, uh, let's just put the one main the one main black character is used how you would expect him to be used in the movie let's just put it that way um yeah uh disappointing especially for i guess i don't know because that that i guess might be one thing that he is not Edgar Wright doesn't have the best track history with his representation well i don't think so either because i mean if we go back to his like if I told, if I just, well, Cornetto trilogy. But if I told someone like just name an Edgar Wright movie, right? They'd probably just land on one that was mostly white people, period, or all white people in the cast. I guess with something like the Cornetto trilogy, it kind of makes sense because that all takes place in in England, and you know, so mm. and so forth. Not to say that England isn't diverse, but I was about to say it's like eh. other places in the world. <laughs> um, I think the, but, you don't want to think about it too much for that because you're like, oh, it's I made this movie with my friends. Like, oh no. Yeah, oh, no. it's just. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's one of those things where he knows what his target audience is, and it just happens to be framed in a white Americana kind of perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, like I said, Last Night in Soho, fantastic. I highly recommend going to see it. Um, Antlers, I would not recommend you see it. It's. It's not a good story, and anything that is considered story, you know exactly what's going to happen. If you've seen any movie before, you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Um, mm. I would say look up the character design or the creature design, and check out uh, maybe some of those like transformation, the more visceral kind of things in the movie. Mm. But that's about it. Uh, it's disappointing because like that was a movie that was on my list of it got dis- it got push back over and over again and I'm like oh man really want to see this um, like he it was a he didn't do anything in the movie but he was the executive producer Guillermo del Toro and I'm like you put your his name he put his name on something and I'm like I trust that I trust that <laughs> and I feel like they just showed him the, the creature design he's like yes I'm in <laughs> well it's supposed to be like a Wendigo or something right yeah okay which there have been a lot of those um, that is like the go to for uh, forest horror. <laughs> um, if you want to experience a much better Wendigo story, sure, I'm sure it's not anywhere near better when it comes to the culture appropriation side of it, but um, until dawn, either mm-hmm. play or watch that game. That game is fantastic. Um, super creepy. Super well done, in my opinion. Uh, oh, my phone's on. What? Oh, it's on vibrate, not silent. I'm getting used <laughs> to my new phone. 
Mm. So there are certain things I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta do things. Um, I just realized I've like exhausted everything I had to talk about, Nate. I don't know anything else to talk about. <laughs> no, it really, it's, uh, I don't know, movies. I'm ready. I, You know what it is? It's it's the, the calm, kind of, sure, October had a bunch of movies. Um, mm-hmm. But this time next week, I'm hoping both of us, I will have, Kim and I will have, if Nate has not seen it, it will be a Kim and Chris podcast. Um, we will have seen uh, Eternals. Yes. Um, I'm going to see Eternals. Okay. We're, yeah, we're going Thursday night. We got our tickets. Dolby. 6 p.m. Mm. Um, nice and loud and shaky seats. I'm going to feel yeah. those laser eyes. Uh, <laughs> the bass that comes, I guess, from laser eyes. I don't know why that. I don't that... want to feel the actual laser eyes. <laughs> Seems like it would be rather unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the only laser I want near eyes is to for the like corrective thing, so I never have to wear glasses. Mm-hmm. I think if I got laser eye surgery, I think I would probably still wear glasses. Like just get the frames, no no um corrective lenses in it. Just no. have the because <laughs> it's just my face. Like look, okay, look at me. Look, at, you see me. You've seen me yeah. like this the entire time. This looks weird. It just looks weird to me. My I guess you because you look at yourself with glasses so often. <clears throat> my I also for some reason feel like the parts where my eyes are covered by my glasses are lighter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I mean, I only started wearing glasses, what, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and you never fucking wear them. <laughs> yeah, I just take... The thing is, is I'm nearsighted, so I don't have to wear them when I'm sitting at a computer. I don't and actually either. Uh, the thing is, is my glasses shoot. are like... Both frames are like these little spindly skinny frames. You also... I didn't realize how uncomfortable these were when I got them. <laughs> Nate, Nate, please clean your glasses. Those look horrible. These are the pair that I don't wear that often. Oh, okay. They look horrible because I vape consistently right over top of them. <laughs> She's got vape, new vape lenses. Yes. <sighs> so what about you? What have you been watching lately? Um, I watched an anime that I should have watched a while ago. It's called Vivi Fluorite Eye Song. This is the anime that I've seen the fight animation and it looks fucking ridiculous, right? Yeah, it actually is. It's got a really good fight animation and choreography and direction, <laughs> which is unexpected because it's not really an action like based story at mm-hmm. all. Um, who was this made? I forget the name of the studio. Studio Wit made this. Um, uh, I don't know what they've it, done it for. <laughs> yeah. So let me. Wit Studio. What else have they made recently? Oh, they just made a new anime called Ranking of Kings, which you can oh, watch on uh, Sunday. Most importantly, they did the first three seasons of um, Attack on Titan. Yes. In so, Studio oh, was in Vinland Saga. Oh, most uh, take it back. I said most importantly, um, they did both <laughs> one Great Pretender, which is fantastic. I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. Um, but yep. also, uh, I can't remember the Ameri- the English name of it. Hold on. They did three different Attack on Titan movies. Big fan of that. They did three different Attack on Titan movies, and they worked on Pokemon the movie The Power of Us. Is that the remake of the first one? Yes. Ooh, I want to watch that. Now I'm just... Well, damn, now I'm just seeing all these anime that I (laughs) I need to add to my list of things that I already haven't finished. Well, Wit Studio just has... I mean, they worked on a lot of really good stuff. Vivi is a rather short series. I think it's only 14 episodes. Um, but it's a good one. Um, without spoiling anything about it, the premise is... Uh, there is a war between AIs and people, humans. So that takes future, place yes. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, and this guy basically revives an AI, the first humanoid autonomous AI, the one that actually looks and functions like a person on its own from a hundred years ago to sort of alter history, alter these major events in history to prevent this war from happening. Um, okay. So 
that is where it goes. Um, because it's a short series, it kind of does d- dive into that sort of Gynax trigger thing where suddenly bad guy shows up with convoluted mm-hmm. reasons for doing bad things, um, which does detract from it a little bit. It was a, it was terrible for me to get through the ending of this. What kept me invested in it is just the amazing animation. Um, the voice work in it is good because I can only watch it dubbed for some reason. When I tried to watch it subbed on Funimation, the only sub they had available was in Portuguese. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, but still, the dub is good. The songs in it are very good. The AI that is revived is a songstress AI. Her whole job is to sing, and so they really did a did knockout job with the music in this show. Um, other than that, I mean, I recommend watching it. It's a short watch, so it doesn't take up a lot of time. It's a fun watch, especially if you like high intensity, hand to hand like animation, um, that sort of fight choreography style stuff. That's that's one of the top tier things to watch in the show. If you just watch the fight scenes alone, that's that's what makes it worth it to me. Hmm. Um, but overall, like, if I were going to put a number on it, like a solid seven out of ten. That's the was it the easy allies thing? The swimming in sevens. That's that's like a good yeah. thing to hit. I think most games, most good games, um, are sevens. Um, there we go. Well, if we go back to when I used to read Game Informer a lot, oh I God. mean, I've got hundreds of issues with Game Informer still. Um, seven out of ten was like their average score. Actually, it yeah. wasn't a five. <laughs> like five was still like five was like a barely playable game to them. Five was like this is a game that exists. <laughs> Play it if you want to. <laughs> that's like one of those things where that's where ranking systems break down. Um, that's why I liked whatever. I can't remember what we had we put as our ranking system on the website for a while there, but it was literally I just think tacos. <laughs> well, no, I think it was. We, sure, we did like a it was never like a touch. Three, it was three different set. It was like throw it away, rent it, buy it, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, was it, was it Burn, Borrow, Buy? I think that's what Something it was. Like that. I, I don't remember. Could have been more. I, I, I definitely didn't make it any um, any uh, kind of mm-hmm. taco-related, but now that I think about it, we should have gone sauceless, mild fire or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Ooh, I need a haircut because my hair keeps getting in my eye. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. As you can see, I don't have that problem. <laughs> my, dad, uh, my, my dad um, hates every time I cut my hair short because he says, mm-hmm. he, I don't know how much longer I'll have it. I'm like, okay, if I don't have it, I don't have it. <laughs> hey, as many people are sponsored by it on YouTube, shout out to Keeps. <laughs> he keeps and for him or whatever the fuck the other one is. Yeah. Keeps is the one I see the most often, maybe because of just the YouTubers I watch, but um, it's more hair loss prevention than it is hair regrowth. There's really no, like, cure for male pattern baldness, honestly. Yet. If you have it, you have it. Yeah. Um, unless you pay for some very expensive surgery, which doesn't work all the time. Well, they just take the hair off your ass and put it on your head, right? Of course. Something yes, like that, that is exactly how that works. Pull it from your armpit, be like, hey, it's growing there, just... <laughs> <laughs> Got a woolly woolly wo- uh, woolly woolly that shit just go okay now it's up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just some tacky glue and some butt hair. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, that show that that anime has been on my um it's been on my list. Uh I actually did re-up my Funimation subscription cuz why the fuck not? Um and there's a lot of stuff that I've been putting off watching. Uh, I yeah. finally got back. I'm now caught up on um, that time I was reincarnated as a slime again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. There was something else that I started watching. Oh, there's a there's an isekai that just started up. I think of the f- only maybe the first episode or maybe the first three episodes are out. And I'm like, I watched the first episode and I couldn't remember oh. if I read it. Uh, so I forgot I, to ask that to the list what well talk about what you're talking about and i'll see if you're talking about the same thing i just thought of. is it the one that leaves the hero party no okay yeah this one's about a guy that he basically 
It's oh, it's not even an isekai. I don't think it seems very isekai y. Um, fantasy. Uh, but basically, he is he levels up. He he has a blessing that only works to a certain extent for what the mm-hmm. the hero needs in the world. Uh, so once he gets beyond that, they kick him out, and he's like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna go live a peaceful life, do this thing out <laughs> here." Um, and I'm like, "That sounds so familiar." But I've also read like fifty fucking Isekai in the last month. Um, sorry, month before that, I read Naruto. That <laughs> took up a little bit of time. Um, but no, I uh, I started reading the manga, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Oh, I read this." This is good. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, Nate accidentally put <laughs> the, the title of the show in the largest <laughs> font possible. Um, I pasted it with a full heading. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, I, um, I I started reading the manga, and I'm like, it's okay, but I think I kind of want to just watch watch this. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think it's only like six chapters, or no, maybe... Maybe that was a 30 chapter. I can't remember. All I know is that I'm like, this is too much of nothing happening. I would rather watch the the anime format of this. Um, but what Nate put on here... Uh, uh, let me double check if this is what I'm thinking of. Again, it could easily just be very <laughs> similar to another thing. Because, again, too much isekai. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, this is right because it's. I recognize both of those. The, when you just search it and you see the two girls, it's like, yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead and talk about this one, Nate. Yeah. So it's called "The World's Finest Assassin Gets Reincarnated in Another World as an Aristocrat" because Isekai titles can't be short. They have to describe literally what the plot of this entire thing is. <laughs> it can't just be called "Reincarnated Assassin." Yes. Um, but, I mean, I guess for a very short premise of this show, um, imagine Mushuko Tensei, but if, like, the reincarnation happened to Agent 47 instead. Um, this guy is supposedly the world's best assassin. He's past his prime. He gets betrayed by his own organization, gets killed, and a goddess wants to reincarnate him in another world but this time to actually kill the hero of that world. Mm -hmm. But there are conditions on how he has to do it. He cannot do it um, before until the hero kills the demon lord of the world. But whatever the hero does after that apparently causes the destruction of the entire world. So he's got to kill the hero by the time he turns, I think, 18. Or sometime around his 18th birthday, I believe. I don't think I've watched Um, a single isekai that has the the isekai hero... Um, mm-hmm. kill the demon lord yet? I don't think I've watched any that have actually completed that mission. There aren't a ton of them, and that's because, like, it's so generic and shonen-ish that it would just be a shonen battle anime in an isekai setting. Yeah. Um, I guess you can kind of say Sword of Line was kind of like that, at least season one. It wasn't so much a only... demon lord thing. Yeah. I was gonna say, season one is the only good season of that show. Yeah. It wasn't I, really a demon lord thing, but it's like kill the guy who's making everybody else dead, <laughs> which was a far in a was it far and away better. Yeah, that's I think the word term. Yes. Um, just then the uh, I kidnapped your girlfriend in a game. Come fight me, bitch. Which is season yeah. one, part two, I guess. I guess so. Alpha Online was a terrible art. Gungale Online was also pretty dumb. Better than Alfheim Online. I haven't watched any of Alicization, and I refuse to. Oh, I after, and <laughs> after the um, after the second half of that first story, the first season, I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, and GGO Alternative shows what you can have out of Sword Art Online property when you hand it over to an actual decent writer. Is that a different? So, uh, is that a different, like, completely different series? It's yeah. I mean, it's a spinoff of Gun Gale Online, oh. but it's handed over. Reki Car Harwood. Reki Kawahara didn't write this one. So. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry. Reki Kawahara has no idea how fantasy or video games work. So. <laughs> he's like a normal American TV writer then. Pretty much. Fucking the next time I see the way of hacking in through secret code into a video game is to lose a video game a specific way. Or sorry, mm-hmm. beat a level regularly, I think is one of the ways that I've seen it happen. I'm like, no. Just stop. It's 
there, there's a whole video I'll just recommend people go watch if they don't understand what I'm talking about. Go look at Mother's Basement on YouTube. And he has an entire breakdown of why SAO as a game itself would be a complete failure if it were launched. Now, on um, the other hand, that game that uh, I put all my points into defense, I would play the shit out of that game. I would definitely play the shit out of it. If there was an exploit like that in any game, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I literally just can't take damage. <laughs> God, I would. Does, is that coming back? I don't know. I don't think so. Season two. I don't know if Bofree's coming back. I know what is coming back, and that was actually announced this week. Uh, Nagataro is getting a season two of the anime. Three, isn't it? Two. Season two. Nagatoro. It only did season one. What? I could have sworn that had. Oh, Nagatoro. I was thinking of something else. Nagatoro. Didn't um... season. Two for the anime. I've bought two volume. I've bought. I've bought two volumes of the manga, <laughs> um, and I plan to buy more because it's such a good fucking manga. I love it. I've read some of that. I never. Noragami is what I was thinking of. Noragami is fantastic. Um, I'm starting to read. Well, really reread because I never finished it. Uh, Komi-san can't talk. To, can't communicate with strangers, which has an anime now. That's the that just got added to. Um... Netflix, I think. Yeah. It's only subtitled, no dub, which I'm okay with. But I mean, it. it's an adorable anime. I mean, it is probably one of the better rom-com stories out there. Yeah. Um, there are certain rom-com that nothing really beats, though. I mean, what was the fucking one I watched? I can't remember the title of it, but of course it's great. Horimiya. Hori that's what I'm thinking. Horimiya was yeah, just yeah, golden. Yeah. Fucking great. That and uh, that one... See, again, I can't remember anime <laughs> titles. I can remember plots, but like if I describe it, it sounds like 14 other anime series, too. Because like there's another <laughs> another slice of life where it's like, oh, uh, it's this guy who uh, doesn't really get along with people, kind of says he thinks he's smarter and better than people, and he gets put into a, a club with another girl that's exactly like him, but has other issues, and there's <laughs> love triangles, and it's in high school. It's like my messed up high school romance or some shit like that um mm. well Mia, i one i need to finish i never finish it um because that was the one i think i told you i'm like dude this show fucking <laughs> good ass show uh, oh yeah horimi is really good it hits you with the emotion in with the fucking comedy um is good rascal does not dream of bunny senpai is also a really good one <laughs> uh let me hold on there's one it's the it's by um the Kyoto Animation that hey, yeah that was I I was that was like my favorite thing that they had done uh, Hyoka 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 okay because uh, you said Kyoani and my brain just immediately goes to Dragon Maze so. yeah Southern Watch that um, Hyoka is I fucking love it I thought that is one of those because it, it, again slice of life no weird shit um, mm -hmm. visually they show things more in a like not supernatural style, but, like, in his mind, like, there's a character that he connects with and she can convince him to do things and, like, he visualizes it in his brain as, like, vines are entrapping him and all that kind of shit. Um, obviously, not really happening, but the way it's done, I think, is really well, I think it's really well done. Um, which now I'm, now I'm thinking about that show, it makes me, one, want to rewatch it, and two, I want to go back and finish watching an actual paranormal show, um, which is... Natsume Book of Friends, um, mm. which if you have not watched that show, it is so good, so good, <laughs> so, so many, it, it's very much, I love yokai stories that mm -hmm. are not straight up horror, um, mm -hmm. but like that show, and uh, even the way that um, Mushishi portrays things, I really enjoy that show and that kind of stuff. Those are those are my kind of favorite shows. Like, yes, I love this guy. This guy's fucking weird and stupid. Um, <laughs> this like, guy's always weird. Stupid, yeah, but... the the single the single episode storyline kind of thing where you could technically watch it in any order. Those are some of my favorite shows. That's why the, mm -hmm. those two and uh, uh, Kino's Journey. Yes, Kino's Journey is always fantastic. You know, um, got a <clears throat> couple of gut punch episodes too. Well, not just Isekai, but Reverse Isekai can be hilarious. 
two. Yeah, uh-huh. we're, aren't we getting a season two of um, Devil is a Part Timer? Are we supposed I to be getting that? I believe we are getting soon? season two of that. Um, I've recently been watching The Great Jahi Will Not Be Defeated, um, which yeah. is a good reverse guy as well. Funny, very funny. I, I haven't watched <laughs> that yet, but I've heard good things. Um. Um. <laughs> There's just so much shit. And it's there's, like, there's a we go back and we still rewatch the same stuff. Um, I know Kim and I are still, I, we need to get through and watch all of um, Cowboy Bebop before the season starts, the series starts out. Because uh, yeah. now it was on Hulu, it still is on Hulu, but now it's also on Netflix. Um, <laughs> so now you can just watch the entire animated series and then hop over and watch the uh, live action. Which finally, I don't. Did you watch the uh, find the actual full trailer for the episode, the show? I have not watched that yet. Okay, so we got the little snippet, the cute little uh, Lost Sessions promo video. Um, we got the intro title uh, with mm-hmm. Tank and all that, um, but they finally released an actual trailer, and I'm still I'm fucking pumped. Um, yeah, I. I, I what's up? It's- I just wanted to say it's a brilliant idea to keep Tank as the intro song for the live action series. Well, they brought the same, my mind's blanking on the musician's name, but they brought the same musician over for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, which is, you don't, you don't do anything but that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, uh, I actually wrote a very quick thing. Um, actually, I know we had a post, we had an actual post on the website for the first time in technically years um i may or may not have deleted a lot of old content on it um very long uh mostly i got rid of a lot of news things because i kind of moved us away from that but i've decided we've got a, a, the a new thing um because i hate writing you know i hate writing this is why i don't write things um yeah i'm calling it nacho opinion uh, which is gonna is just whenever we have some random thing that is stuck in our head, whether it be we're angry about it, excited about it, or just confused, um, I just fucking write a little blog thing, throw it up there. Don't tweet, don't make a Twitter thread, just throw it up there. Stupid brain <laughs> ideas. Uh, so I put one up for um, Bebop because I'm excited, I am pumped. Uh, I am <laughs> somebody that at first when they made that announcement, I was super skeptical because. Death Note happened, and it hurt physically and mentally. Um, <laughs> what a travesty of a film! <laughs> so bad. Uh, and hey, I think they're still making a two, um, which makes no sense whatsoever. But I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, it is behind me. It no longer exists. Hopefully, Netflix will redeem themselves to some extent with this mo- this show. Um, <laughs> But beyond that, what are you watching the trailer now? Um, I have not. I mean, I will watch the oh, trailer. The okay. trailer. You don't have to watch it right now. I'm just. I thought you you had like that pensive face. I thought oh. you were like staring and watching something. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to the the most recent article that we posted on the account or on the website um, before this nacho opinion was uh, the loot box. You talking about loot boxes? Um, yeah. And that was October 18th, 2017. That was so long ago. And it's I, so poorly written. I, I really will admit I that I have deleted a lot of things. So that is probably not the actual most re- recent thing. Um, That's fine. It's all in my WordPress archive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, every. I, I basically tried to keep um, opinion kind of things. Uh, yeah. And like gameplay and anything like that. But I, I, I'm like, eh, we don't, we don't need news. We're not. We're not news people. We can talk about it for fun. Uh, for instance, um, <laughs> like you said, uh, technically, I'm gonna say it's not off to a good start. Let's put it that way. Uh, the new <laughs> Nintendo Online Expansion Pass. Oh yeah. yeah. So, what a fucking awful idea this was. Um, let's make people pay fifty bucks a year to access a couple, like, 20-something N64 games well, 50, in Sega games. The 50 includes the entire online pass. Don't don't, yes. don't try and bury that, because it still is including everything you used to have. It um, is still the whole online pass, but the my 
issue with this is Nintendo was already so far behind the curve as far as online play is concerned mm -hmm. that if you were going to charge somebody like Xbox Live prices for this kind of thing, or just Game Pass prices, because that's essentially what this is supposed to be, like a Game Pass yeah. access sort of thing, right? You could have, one, there's two ways they could have gone with this. One, at least spend a little bit more time on it. People have had issues with the emulations for these games. They're glitchy, they're buggy, they don't play like they used to. It's Some just, of the button mapping doesn't translate. Yeah, uh, and they don't look good. So they could have spent some time on optimizing it for the Switch in the first place. The other way they could have went is just wait until they were able to emulate a wider variety of games to make it feel like you were paying for something that was worth it. Yeah, because right now we're getting, what, is it, I think, six N64 games? Um, I, I don't care about the Genesis games. Nothing against them. But from what I'm hearing, what I've seen in, from when I was looking into it, the a big part of the price and why it was so much has nothing to do with the Nintendo side, has nothing to do with the... the Animal Crossing DLC, which you will get included, but if you don't have pay for it anymore, you no longer have access to it. I'm like, whatever. That's a weird Nintendo thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Weird Nintendo... What was it? WND Nintendo. decision. Weird Nintendo decisions. Um, yes. Uh, from what I've heard, it has to do with the Sega stuff. The, the price is mm -hmm. actually because of what they had to pay for Sega for those uh, rights. Mm -hmm. Um which I'm like, hey, if you're going to have to pay that kind of thing, why fucking do it? Just don't yeah. do it. <laughs> At that point, I think, I mean, if that was the case, I think some more more discussion at the negotiation table could have been had. Yeah. We know that Sega has fallen on hard times lately. They shut down their arcade, um, but they're remaking their arcade. They're rebuilding the entire thing. Yeah. So um, they clearly have the money to do that with. I just, I hate to see Nintendo make these kinds of decisions because the Switch is probably the best thing they've had in a long time, and they have the potential to make it something really, really good, something that's a staple yeah. in the gaming community rather than the thing that people who like Nintendo buy, Yeah. right? And so, you know, you're going to have Xbox and Sony fanboys, but for the majority, most people buy a console because it gives them value, right? It gives them convenience, and so when I think about it, like Xbox is sitting at the top of that game because they have things like Game Pass and games with gold and all that stuff that they built up over years. Everyone else is just kind of playing catch up, but you don't have to do it so different to distinguish yourself as the thing, right? If you know that somebody else has a working formula, if you're working in an industry like gaming, it isn't a terrible idea to copy that formula, <laughs> at least for a service. Yeah. For a game, that's a little bit different, but for a service, just go with what works, <laughs> Yeah, and that, like you said, Xbox, Xbox has uh, customer value. I'd say down at this point. Mm -hmm. um, yes, is their first party product? Are their first party products at this point technically still lacking? Then somebody like not only PlayStation but Nintendo as well. Yes, but yeah. they also are at that point where they all of the companies they purchased are in the middle of making things. We, It might not be this year. Uh, I, we might be starting to see the, a big part of it coming out next year. But I, yeah. I, you would hope that within the next couple of years, they have a, a, a large library. Not only are they dropping, but they're dropping for free for Game Pass players or subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, that's I a mean, big part of that value is when new games come out, you're not now in a rush to go to a store and buy a yeah. copy of that game. You're not in a rush to be the first one to download it and worry about where is the $60 for this game going to come from if you have Game Pass. Game Pass is an amazing value because even if they don't drop, you know, two, three first-party titles a month on it, you've still got an entire library worth of stuff to explore and play, and a lot of that stuff is AAA-tier games. It's not just all indie titles or one-offs that nobody ever wanted to play before. Um... <clears throat> So, you know, that's a great value in and of itself. Even PlayStation Plus is more of a value currently than this Nintendo expansion pass is. Yeah. You're still getting two games a month, and usually they give you quality games with that. So, I just, I don't know what prompted Nintendo to make this decision. It's a really confusing one to me, just from a gaming industry perspective. Yeah. Um, it seems like they could have spent a lot more time on it, and all I can say is I hope 
they work on improving it in the very near future or else they've wasted a lot of their investment in doing this with Sega. It'd be funny if it was one of those things where like months down the road they're like, hey, by the way, we had better emulation this entire time. We just got to flip, flip a switch just like our Bluetooth capability. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> awful. Uh, now, this other thing you have down here, I hadn't seen anything about. Now, I've already—I'm sure everybody in the world knows—Facebook is no longer Facebook; it's now Meta. It's uh, still going to be called Facebook. I don't know, man. Uh, <clears throat> he seemed very open, or very, very, uh, very, like officially on paper, it will be Meta. But to everybody in the world, it will be Facebook. <laughs> um, but no, we. Uh, I would love a world where I don't have to have my Facebook account connected for my fucking Oculus. Yeah, well, that's what it seems. That's one of the things they had mentioned during the whole Meta reveal conference thing is that the Oculus would no longer require you to have a Facebook account um, to use it anymore. And their entire premise behind having a Facebook account is, oh well, it's where we store all your achievements, save data, and game files, and you know, downloads and purchase history and all that stuff like that. Um. <clears throat> and it seemed to, I guess at this point, it's impacted their investment in the Oculus so much that they're finally willing to just let it go. Yeah. Um, because I'll tell you, the entire reason I don't own one now is because I had to link a Facebook account to it. Yeah. If I didn't have to do that, I probably would have bought one like two months ago. Uh, <laughs> that's Lou. I remember uh, our friend Lou was talking about he made a, he made a fake Facebook account just for Oculus. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that do that. I mean, right now. Right now, I can I can't access Facebook on my phone um, because supposedly my two-factor authentication, even though it's all set up, it's like, oh no, this isn't where it's supposed to go. To prove who you are, you have to upload your ID. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's something Facebook got in hot water for a while ago, though, because they were doing that to people who weren't using their real names for very personal reasons. Yeah. Um, and then sort of forcing them into using names that they no longer personally use for themselves. Yeah. Um, if you're savvy what I'm talking about, you already know, but <laughs> beyond that, uh, yeah, I just, I've given enough of my data to the internet. I don't need to also give them my gaming data too. <laughs> but I mean, we already um, are through Steam and yes. Xbox. All through Steam and other services like that. A lot of games now, when you load them up, they t they'll give you a little prompt of whether or not you want to do data sharing. And I always turn it off like immediately. I'm like, you don't need this information from me. I'm sure millions of other players are giving it to you anyway. And besides that, you can't really act like there isn't some shit hidden in your EULA that makes me sacrifice some information to you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I, I, fuck Facebook. I, I, I'm at this point that I'm, I'm mostly only using Twitter anyway. And I know Twitter's not too much better. But I still like it a lot more. Um, hell, Instagram's even trash for the most part now but that's mostly because guess what owned by facebook the thing that i like about twitter is i don't have random boomer number 270 whatever popping into my comments on a public post to tell me well back in my day yeah so <laughs> that's not fun it's um, never fun i don't know. yeah i uh i don't know facebook Trash, Oculus, pretty awesome. I like it. Um, especially with the hand tracking. Like, the uh, Quest has hand tracking. You don't even need to use the controllers for certain games. Um, yep. Which is great. We actually currently, oh. with some of the things we moved around in the room, or in the, mm -hmm. the space currently, um, we are going to utilize one of the spaces as straight up just for VR. Um, mm -hmm. Things are moved into it right now because of Extra Life coming up. That's right. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, two weeks from now, yeah. we will be done. Extra life, yeah. twenty twenty one. Um, I will be sleeping. I will definitely be asleep uh, at, <laughs> at seven o'clock next Sunday, or not next Sunday, Sunday the fourteenth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I'm excited for that. I love. I, I really do enjoy the VR headset. Um, mm -hmm. I I haven't bought much. Um, I played through the first chapter of. I think it's Vader Immortal, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's really good. There there's something yeah. about one not only being in a world a Star Wars world, but also Vader is fucking tall and is yeah. very impending. Like 
I in my head so I didn't think <laughs> yeah in my head I'm not thinking like Master Chief hype kind of shit going on. Um, he is Master Chief tall. Yeah. Uh, which goddamn Nate, we are so close to Halo. We are. I'm I'm, I'm excited. so excited for that game. Um, I I just want to play it. I want that is like I think at this point my most most hype <laughs> release. Um, yeah. Which is sad because all the other games that I've been excited for, I still haven't played. Uh, I mean, still Halo is Halo is the thing that sort of put Xbox on the map. To be perfectly honest, if it weren't for nah, Halo, man. Xbox blinks, would be blinks, blinks. time sweeper. <laughs> I'm so mad. I've waited twenty years, maybe. I don't know when did. Hold on, blinks time sweeper. When did that game come out? Uh, blinks time sweeper came out in 2002 yeah okay i've waited for basically 20 years to play that mm. game i played about 10 minutes of it and i uninstalled it immediately it was on game pass <laughs> um i think it's still on game pass yeah yeah it uh well because it's an xbox game any xbox original mm. stays there forever um the controls are so fucking bad uh oh, yeah. you can't change the invert like it's inverted everything and you can't turn oh, wow. it off um, it makes it so bad. I was so disappointed because it just looked like a fun fucking game. Uh, mm. But it's like, hey, you have to collect four of the same shape. The fuck was that? Uh, collect four of the same fucking shape to be able to use an ability, but you will have limited abilities. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no, this is stupid. There are better games out there. Let me go play. Uh, uh, I don't know, literally anything. Can't think of any time travel games <laughs> right now. Could play Bubsy. <laughs> no, you could. Oh, is that the zombie? No, Bubsy's. No, no, no. no. Bubsy's the weird fox thing. Uh, yes. Stubbs. Stubbs. They put. They remastered Stubbs. No, Bubsy is one of the worst games ever made. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that's possible. Um, Are we talking about Bubsy 3D? Yes, Bubsy 3D. Hells yeah. <laughs> i'm very excited for halo i'm very excited for what they've shown of the sandbox already um yeah that most recent update looks fantastic yeah the multiplayer of course not everyone's going to be thrilled with it because they're they want to play like classic like halo 3 or even halo reach style multiplayer they don't want sprinting they don't want abilities or any other stuff like that but i think it adds more to the sandbox rather than taking away from it i mean i also um, don't think they're not going to have that i think people look at it and expect Oh, what we've played is all they're they're gonna do. I'm like, they've already talked about not everything's gonna be in the game at launch, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Un unfortunately, uh, co-op, single player, and forge are not gonna be there at launch. Okay, cool, mm -hmm. whatever. Work on it. Do what you want. Uh, everything I've seen of this game since the most recent update um, looks fantastic. Uh, I have yeah. nothing to complain about. Well, no, I mean whatever i mean multiplayer changes over time mm -hmm. and so at the end of the day if it is a faster pace or twitchy halo then that's just what it is but it's still got all of the trimmings of a halo game in it and let's I mean, be honest not having sprint fucking sucks in halo <laughs> it really does but no, i mean it's got all the trimmings of a halo game in it and you know it just got more stuff added to it more ways to play that game and to find a way to come out on top yeah. And you just have to be willing to adapt to that over time. Of course, the people who've already been playing the alpha and beta builds of the multiplayer are going to have a edge on everybody else. But <laughs> beyond that, I mean, everyone's jumping into a new Halo fresh for the first time in a while. So who knows what's going to happen? I think it's just going to be a fun game all around. Um, yeah. Especially with the many game modes they usually come out with, the ridiculous game modes they come out with even. <laughs> um I'm excited to see the single-player story and where that goes. I'm excited to see how the single-player functions and just more of a semi-open world kind of deal this time around. Um, I'm excited to see if this is going to be considered the end of the Master Chief story or if this is simply another stepping stone in the future. I would like it to be a... I, I'd be okay with Master Chief story ending. Um I mean, hell, I think we were all except expecting it to end after Halo 3. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially because, uh, yeah, Halo 3 was like, hey, all right, Bungie's done. We're out. Um, yeah. 
I mean, hell, the best Halo game, and I stand by it, and a good good bit of people will still stand by it, doesn't have Master Chief playable in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, ODST, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Things from Reach are still staples that people love in the game. Um, oh, yeah. And the thing that was good about Reach for me, it was a visual update for the entire Halo franchise. And that visual update made the world feel a lot more grounded and a lot less sleek, mm-hmm. sci- like fantasy sci-fi. It made it feel like I was playing military sci-fi stuff, which is always what I wanted out of Halo. And so the blockier designs and textures on things, the armor looking more, for lack of a better term, realistic in this sense. Um, and then just adding the lore. I love Halo lore. And I know a lot of other people out there who do as well. And every game is a new piece of Halo lore that isn't in the novels, that isn't in the comics, isn't somewhere else. It's whole new stuff to explore and to examine. And so, yes, they're reusing a lot of stuff. The Brutes are coming back as the main force. You know, we still have Cortana and her Forerunner shit to deal with. Well, the coolest Um, thing for me is we're getting villains from a game series that I never touched because it's not mm-hmm. my kind of game series. They're bringing characters yeah. from the Halo Wars. Halo Wars series into this, and I'm like, that's fantastic. I've heard great things yeah. about that story, but I that is just not my game. That my kind of, that yeah. my kind of game or whatever. Um, well, I think Halo Wars is phenomenal because it gives you those, those scenes of the early days of the Covenant War, right? As you sort of get an idea of where this all started and really you know, how much stuff the UNSAC was deploying against the force it really couldn't beat in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you just got one super soldier basically taking care of everything. <laughs> I feel um, like that happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. That being said, Halo is Halo is like an all-around great franchise. I don't think there's going to be too many people disappointed with eight, with Infinite unless it turns out, of course, to be somehow, some way, an absolute dumpster fire on launch. <laughs> now, I will say... From the most recent campaign like overview video they put out was like a six six minute video. It did give me um, Far Cry vibes because uh, you were seeing basically Master Chief going in and destroying bases um, and taking mm-hmm. over bases. And I'm like, it, I didn't think I wanted that until I saw it. And I'm like, yeah, yes, please give me yeah. named named enemies besides like mm-hmm. the big bosses or whatever have smaller soldiers being important in some way mm-hmm. um and i thought that was a really cool idea to add that because usually it's oh it's grunt number 5008 um <laughs> well i think it's cool because the appeal of taking over bases say in far cry 3 was the amount of options you had when yeah. taking out a base right you had a massive array of weapons to choose from you had a massive different number of abilities by the time you reached end game to do stuff with you can take out a base stealthily and quietly by assassinating at everyone, or you can just go in there and blow shit up, honestly. I'm a big fan of silent until needed to be exploding. <laughs> yeah. the, um, the thing that Far Cry kind of lost over time is they repeated that formula over and over again, but either took something away from the sandbox or kept very much the same sandbox you had. With Halo Infinite, we have an entirely new sandbox to explore with new weapons in it, and even old weapons that now function differently than they used to, that are going to give you several different ways in which you approach a base. Yeah. Right. And then the enemy types as well. If they add all these new enemy types they're talking about, that's going to change the way you approach a base. Maybe you come on one where the forerunner, like AI soldiers are fighting the brutes and you have to decide like, am I going to give them time to take each other out, whittle each other down? Or am I just going to go balls to the wall and kill everybody? <laughs> so well, that, I think there was, um, <laughs> there was a shot of you like, releasing uh soldiers like marines mm-hmm. and they're in just their normal plain clothes or whatever not plain clothes but yeah. um not in their normal armor and everything uh and mm-hmm. i thought that was a really cool thing to see um of course it's weird for me because i'm very much a i've talked about before the one of the first levels in the original halo game i mm-hmm. make it a point to get that audio cue where it says no survivors um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it's pretty easy. They're not the best shots, um, even on Legendary. Whew. They're not the best shots, and they're very squishy. <laughs> very squishy. <laughs> Shoot them in the knee, they're like, ah, oh, I'm no longer an adventurer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I don't I gotta be honest, I, I haven't played anything. I, I 
got things ready to play. I'm prepped to play. I've been playing a little bit of Hades again, which still fantastic. Also on Game Pass uh, if you haven't played it. Um, I've been a game that was made by the same people who made Hades. I keep trying to play Transistor again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just I don't know why the music in it is phenomenal. The visuals in it are phenomenal. Everything about this game should make me love it, but I get bored with it so fucking fast. <laughs> it it doesn't look like my kind of game either. There's too much. I think you have to think too much to do it. I don't like. I like hack slash. When when it comes to a game like that, I want to just beat the shit out of people. Um, yeah, it is. It is more of a strategy based game with its yeah. semi turn based combat. Um, <clears throat> other than that. Just to cap us off here, the only thing that I've tried picking up and playing again is Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, now everyone, <laughs> have you been playing this in your spare time, or is this have you been throwing this in during streams as well? Oh no, this is during spare time. I have okay. not been playing this during a stream. You don't enjoy it enough to stream it, right? <laughs> I think it's too embarrassing to stream. <laughs> um. No, I, I've, of course, been playing through the Mass Effect trilogy. I actually just got done playing a piece of DLC that I never played in 3 before. Oh. I did one the previous week. I did the Leviathan DLC, which I never played before. That sort of gives you the origin of the Reapers mm-hmm. and how they were created. And now I'm playing one where Anderson sends you an email and invites you to an apartment he has on the Citadel. Says he's just going to give it to you since he's back on Earth fighting with the Resistance and he doesn't need that apartment anymore. Well, I didn't know that going to that part, I thought that apartment was just like a little Easter egg thing yeah. that you got. Like, you could just go in there, explore, you know, get some, you, there's audio log from Anderson hidden around that gives sort of his backstory. But then when I go to leave the apartment, um, you get an email from Joker about going to a sushi restaurant on the Citadel to have dinner with him. And I thought, okay, this is just like a piece of side dialogue that I'm going to have with Joker. Because you don't really have an interaction with him beyond just him telling jokes to you yeah. most of the time. He's 99% um, of the entire series just in the pilot seat. <laughs> Yes, but then this kicks off a whole piece of DLC by itself that I didn't know about. Um, I played through the DLC on the stream, so everyone who's watched that knows this. This isn't really a spoiler for this ancient game in the first place, but it involves a clone of you. (laughs) So there's two shepherds. What? And, yeah, so what happens is when Cerberus was rebuilding you in Mass Effect 2, they also cloned you and use that clone to give you things like spare parts. Every time an organ failed or something happened to your body, they would basically hack it off of this clone and give it to you. So I'm playing through the DLC, and then it gets to this point where you see this dark figure, and she's talking to you and all these shadows and stuff like that. And because I'm playing a female shepherd, I hear female shepherd's voice, and I'm like, wait a second, this can't be real. (laughs) And it turns out it's a clone of you, and the worst thing about fighting the clone, she's super tanky and super tough in her boss fight, she has every ability you have at the max level, even if you didn't level it yourself. <laughs> so she will just fuck you up in a heartbeat if you're not careful. So how long did it take to beat it? It took quite a while. That fight was like a good like 20 minutes of me just trying to get around and not die. Um, but at the end of the DLC, you had the ability to either save or kill the clones. Since I'm playing Renegade Shepard, I decided to kill the clone, which you kick her off the loading ramp of the Normandy. And I'm pretty sure she just splats into a building on one of the Citadel Wars. Okay. It doesn't really show it, but like you definitely see a moment where it looks like she's hitting a building. Definitely sounds um, fun. And Rex shows up to help you as well. My favorite character, Rex, shows up. Yeah. So Because he's not in 3. Um, he's not really in 3 so much as you get some missions from him early on in the game if you decided to save him in earlier games. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of the ruler of Tuchanka now, trying to unite all the Krogan clans together. So part of his war effort is... You actually have to go team up with Morden, go to Juchanka, cure the genophage, and then he's on your side. He goes and helps and saves the Turian home planet of Palavan by sending troops there. <laughs> um, and that's how you add him to your war assets in the game. Okay. Um, but he shows up in this DLC to help you out as well, which is neat. Of course, if you didn't kill him in a previous game. Um, but happens. other than that, it's... You know, we all know how Mass Effect ends, so it's not like I'm building up to anything yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm not building up to anything amazing or grand by the ending, but experiencing this stuff that I didn't experience the first time I played through is what's really drawing me into that. Andromeda, on the other hand, is still very much, it's less of a trash fire than it was at launch, but it's still very much a trash fire. Yeah, This game is, I have moments of it where I'm having fun playing it, 
But other than that, bringing back things like essentially what is the Mako to this game and just having you drive around planets for what seems like hours will end if you're really trying to get everything in the game. Mm -hmm. It just, it's a slog to get through. The game is so fucking dense with no reason to be. And it's kind of sad because I can see now where the game had some potential, but because it was rushed to launch, the narrative is lacking. The intrigue is lacking. The character interactions are all lacking. I mean, I joked about this on the stream I had. The romance options in the original Mass Effect series were all based around conversations and your ability to sort of intuit what a character wanted. It wasn't just being nice to that character, but finding out what they really wanted for you. Jack was probably the best one in Mass Effect 2 because she gives you the option, if you're a male shepherd, to literally just have casual sex with her, but then you can't romance her. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, so... You really have to play into that character to find out what you what that character wants out of you. In Andromeda, by comparison, you can walk up to pretty much any character at any time, and there will be a literal flirt option in the dialogue wheel that's highlighted by a big heart icon. That's <laughs> The Sims. Yes, that's so you Sims. know immediately when you start romancing a character. You just pick that option, and the romance plot starts kicking off for that character immediately. You have to do no work to find out how to romance that person. That's crazy. <laughs> And it's just, it's bad. The gunplay in it is okay. Um, but I think the worst thing is still the menu system. It's just nested menu on top of nested menu, which gets very annoying very quickly. Um, other than that, I mean, for me, it's worth a playthrough because I'm a fan of the Mass Effect series. But if you were never a fan of Mass Effect, just don't, forget about just it. Don't. It's it's not worth it. <laughs> if you weren't a fan of Mass Effect, go play Skyrim or something. I don't know. Yeah. You can All play right, Skyrim maybe. with dummy AI. Okay, so I am out of things. I'm out of things to talk about. So am I. Uh, we're going to do a fun one where it, we're pre-recording our podcast next week. Not next week, next normal release week. Because when we normally would be recording, we are either going to be A, asleep, or uh, just exhausted in general from Extra Life. Um, yep. I'm going to eat hot chip and lie. going to eat hot chip and die. That's what you yeah. were last year. Fuck, man. I'm pretty sure. I thought you died. Um, I can't do spicy food like that. Turns out, yeah. Uh, but no, I'm excited. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. I have been Chris, aka Tom Lurito. I have been Nate, aka Little Teapot. You're not even gonna try and point this. I'm time, not gonna point. I'll it's fuck over it up. There, his name's over there. <laughs> Follow us on all the social media. As it's always. like a broken ball machine. Search space time talk. Oh, speaking very random, just to, before I fully end this, Kim Kim found like the perfect almost always win, like guarantee win claw machine at our movie theater, and she wins way too much fucking shit. You got? Are you real on the other end? Uh, no, okay. Um, she got me a bite bisexual unicorn. Um, <laughs> all right. Is the unicorn bisexual, or is it just represent- representative of your bisexuality? <laughs> okay. It's, it's a very... <laughs> I see. Oh, it even waves. Yes, because I'm making it wave, Nate. It's not... Oh, no, my God, it's it doing it without me. Uh... <laughs> Go inside and play video games. <laughs> Go play with your Halloweener. <laughs>